1: Welcome to the Hypothetical Institute, a podcast about conspiracies. My name is Luke. I am Cam. No Salty again this week. He's got a uh,
2: case of the COVID. He has. You'll never guess what number it is. 19. 19? I was going to say 18. No, 19. He's got got the big one.
1: He's done well to get to 2023 without getting it. You haven't had it though. No, I've done much better, but yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to rub it in if he's listening to this on his sick bed.
2: No, I don't think he listens. <laughs> uh, he doesn't like, oh, what are my pals up to when I'm not around? Oh, salty.
1: This week we are talking about the Titan submarine,
2: which uh, imploded. Dead implode. Quite, quite. um Dramatically. Dramatically, but not dramatic like dramatically in the sense of everyone was watching what it was going to do, mm. but not dramatically, as it had already happened. Yeah, and no one saw it do what it did. So I've got I've got a little theory about this. Yeah, we, I, I guess are we going to cover the background of this because I think everyone knows the story, right?
1: Yeah, and I it, mean we, we don't have to get too into the the weeds yeah. about the uh, <laughs> what are they what's it called the. Ocean, Ocean Gate. We don't have to get too into the weeds about the history of Ocean Gate.
2: Yeah.
1: I have a little theory about the the way that the media covered this submersible, mm, mm. which is that, so I'm not an idiot, right? I'm not Okay, let me rephrase. I'm not a complete idiot. I know that the media mm. saw this thing happening and they gave it the coverage that they did because on a certain level, it didn't matter what the outcome was as far as, the quality of the story. Like, if they get rescued, that's amazing.
2: Yeah, if they get rescued, that's that's huge for, for media.
1: If they die, it's move on to the next thing. But yeah. so on a, on a certain level, I think that when the media said, let's go balls to the wall on submarine coverage, they were like, well, we know that. But I do think that on another level the media and also a lot of people in the old discourse were massively spoiled by them little boys in the cave. Yeah, okay. I think that the cave, that cave story got huge coverage because obviously that's a big story. You've got these kids, they're in the cave. Yep. It's like a million to one. It's a, a race against time. This is a, the, like the Titan submarine. The cave was a race against time because it was only a matter of time until... It started raining and those kids were D-E-D
2: dead. Mm, mm.
1: So when they started covering the cave disaster the the way they did, that was another situation where they were like, well, if they're rescued, amazing, we'll get a Disney Plus doco out of it, we'll get a Netflix doco out of it. We might even get a proper movie. Mm. But if they all die, that's sad, we'll get to film some crying parents and then we'll move on to the next thing. Yep. But... Those kids were not supposed to live. Uh, someone like threw an
2: extra. Wait, are you saying this is a final destination situation?
1: No, I mean everything like that. The thing where they were like, "Oh, what are we going to do? Well, let's just give them all ketamine, and we'll <laughs> send some divers in and pull their ketamine. We'll give get them. them into a. We'll get them into a K hole. <laughs> That's the most important thing. They're like, do we need to get them into a K hole. It has to be ketamine. They got them into a K hole, and then they're like, let's just pull. Their lifeless corpses through this thing and they'll all be fine. That was never supposed to happen. They were all supposed to die in Elon Musk's submarine. Or there were so many things that should have gone wrong in that situation. It was just so incredibly lucky. And like all of the fact that all of this talent were able to get into that situation. And you also had a situation there where, you know, there were all these people saying, don't listen to these guys who want to put them under into a ketamine trance, mm. these are all, these <clears throat> fucking rave casualty divers. We can't mm. listen to them, and for some reason they were listened to. They got the kids out. Everyone was fine. I think that spoiled the media.
2: Yeah, I know what you're saying. So, so they were wanting to to eat again.
1: Yeah, they, they were,
2: wanted to dip dip their little media piggy snouts mm, into back the trough. In that trough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's fair. We had the mini version of that. Uh, well, you, I guess you did. I'm no longer there. But in Australia, in, uh, when Koshi jumped into the the ambulance with the guys stuck in the mine and, like, Dave Grohl visited them or something. Remember that one? Yeah, in Tasmania. Yeah. And then there was the one Peru, South America somewhere.
1: Mm. We've I reckon we've had a bit, because I guess the thing is you, you don't really remember the ones where they take the cameras away. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, I, th- I think the media was spoiled, and the pe- the audience was spoiled as well. Mm. And so, when this submarine goes missing, I think there was also an assumption that well, these are, you know, there's a billionaire on board, mm. so they're going to be they'll just throw everything at rescuing these guys. Yeah, and it's like, of course they'll you know, there's like so much money involved. Of course they'll rescue them. Mm, mm. So I, I do think that they did think that they were going to be rescued and people thought they were going to be rescued. Like all of the all of the people making gallows humour commentary, they were all like, imagine what it's going to be like when they come up and they see how much we were dunking on them.
2: <laughs> mm, mm. Yeah, so that was the other angle of like Twitter went pretty ham on fuck, fucked in billionaires. They bought it on themselves. Mm, mm. Probably, look, for me, a little bit too much. It but was- also, ultimately, I guess from, from my perspective, I figured I don't need to... Like, it's one of those things I looked at when I don't need to engage in any of this.
0: Mm.
2: I don't need to have a side on, you know, whether the the people dunking on them are right or not. Just let everyone have their fun and whatever. But, yeah. I think in terms of that discourse,
1: it was a, it was a little bit too much for me. Yeah. But as... More and more emerged about this uh, submersible. I will say, the main guy became a significantly less uh, sympathetic figure.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I guess the, the top level, uh, and, and you, people probably know this already. There was a really good, what was it, New York Magazine um, article about kind of all the all the safety warnings, and, and this guy had years of safety warnings, and he basically said, "Ah, no, nah, I'm just going to do it differently." Mm. Uh, you guys are all wrong. Um, I'm going to move th- fast and break things. <laughs> one of the quotes was like, um, "People need to stop telling me I'm going to die," because <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, uh, we've heard the baseless cries of "You're going to kill someone" way too often, and I take this as a personal insult. And like he said, hundreds of things like that. Yeah, it wasn't that. Wasn't like the most famous one. It's just a whole bunch of stuff that he said. Yeah. So yeah, once you learn more about him and how unsafe it all was. It's hard to be that sympathetic. I think also when there was
1: that question mark over it, which was probably not necessary, but when there was the question mark over, are these people still alive? There was this idea that like, I don't know, they're at the bottom of the ocean, waiting it out Mm. and in the dark. And it's like maybe making tough decisions. Like, yeah, if we who want are they to going to eat, if well, not necessarily who we're going to eat, but if you've got limited oxygen, there's a pretty simple solution to extending the oxygen supply, yes, which, which is to reduce the number of people that require it, yes. So it's like, are they down there in the dark making some tough calls? And so it was easy, I, I, I found that quite empathetic, mm. and then but. The, as it emerges that actually these people died in so quickly that they had no idea, it must be the best sort of death anyone could ever hope for.
2: Yeah, yeah. You've got the anticipation of seeing the Titanic through a screen. Yeah. going all that way to look at it through a screen and then done. Yeah,
1: before you realise anything's wrong, you've been snapped out of existence. Yeah. So you don't even have Marvel movie oh, I'm fading away.
2: Yeah, it's yeah. Gone. A proper snap. The all of the um, advice that he was given is this is what is going to happen when you try and do that. Yeah. And it did. So, yeah. And it's and
1: like it, the, the thing with that advice is it's not like he, because I saw a lot of people going on about like the video game controller.
2: They're like, yeah. Which I think is fairly standard. It is standard, but he was doing it in a non standard way. So, Drone pilots or drones are set up with video game controllers. I think some nuclear submarines have them because it's a, you know, it's a reliable part that someone else has already built mm. and it plugs into USB. So let's just use that. Yeah. The the issue with his one though, he was using it over Bluetooth.
1: Yeah. I think people are also like using, you know, their PS5 controllers, your Xbox one controllers. And he was clearly using like,
2: the, like I just the-
1: just pause. you know, last week we or last episode we spoke about like the ads we got on Twitter, yeah, and for some reason, I was in like a moment of having normal ads. yeah, the moment I put that episode out, they went back to being fucked right. Unpause. the c- controller they were using looked like something that would be advertised on Twitter.
2: <laughs> it's the you've gone around to your friend's house, uh, you're gonna all play a four player wrestling game. It's 1999. It's a WCW game. You're on the Nintendo GameCube, and they've only got three good controllers, and you get given the sticky, wobbly little joystick. Doesn't quite work. You might get a plastic splinter from a controller. Mm. Never happened to me, but it could have happened to someone else. So, yeah, the thing was, it's like at first it seemed like that
1: was the sort of things where he was like doing it his own way, but then it turned out that there's, like, some sort of standard things that are done with these submersibles. Like, they're like, let's make it out of titanium. Uh, which mm. should have been a clue for the Titan going down to visit the Titanic. Let's mm. make it out of titanium. But he's like, no, I'll make it out of plastic.
2: Yeah, a mixture of carbon fibre and, and titanium. Um, early ones were, like, pretty much just leaking straight away. Hmm. <laughs> uh, and all the, the – so titanium, the reason why that's so good is – as it gets put under pressure, it actually gets stronger. Mm. The more pressure it gets put under, carbon fibre doesn't do that. No, they they also had a,
1: they had a window that was I think good to go down to like a thousand meters or something, mm. which is not as deep as they were going. Mm. And that was it's not entirely clear if that was part of the problem because there was like legal documents from a few years ago where someone said look you can't have this window. And there was some suggestion that maybe they changed it, but then I did see today they pulled the sub out of the water and that window was gone.
2: Yeah, right. Um, One of the funny things that this guy said, which kind of makes it relevant to, to modern day, is when everyone is telling him that he can't do what he's doing and it's impossible, he said, one of the quotes is that he said, he's done this with logic. Yeah. Which is the classic modern dumb guy, you know, debate me with your facts and logic, you know, you can't win because I've got logic on my side mm. tactic right now. Like he's the the literal version of that. Oh, I guess the, the most extreme version of that is building a submarine with logic.
1: Yeah. There was, I mean, there's so much. There was the the, the bolts that they just didn't do the top one because it was too high up. Yep. It's like, put it in the water. Just do- Give it, give it one last war. twist before you yeah. pull it under. There was, so, one, there was oh. one other quote that sort of um, led into a bit of culture war gear for this, mm-hmm. which was uh, he'd said something along the lines of, uh, I don't need old white men on my team. Yeah. Because uh, I think he'd, he'd burnt through all of the old white men who, 50-year-old white men was his exact thing.
2: Yeah.
1: I think there's like a, there is a cohort of 50 year old white men in the old submersible
2: business who I think he'd basically burnt through, right? Yeah, yeah. He he had hired many uh, old white dudes in the lead up to this. And, and all of them said, please don't do this anymore. You're yeah. going to kill people. So he went, oh, okay. I need some, some young idiots in that don't know what the hell they're doing. Uh, because, you know, it's a reflection of modern times the, the young, the youth just need to do anything for money, really. Yeah. It's, uh, if anything, it says a lot more about capitalism than it does about wokeness, Cam. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so this did become, yeah, the, I think this is where the Conservatives sort of landed because they're like, we're, we're losing we're losing the old culture war on this one because that doesn't look good that this billionaire was like, regulations, who needs them? Like, that's not a win for our side. But if you can say, oh, it was because he was so woke that he didn't wouldn't employ white men, uh, then you can
2: make a point the it's it's interesting I, I watched a few kind of right-wing commentators on this and the the right-wing media sphere is quite confusing now you know you, you're just not going to your your standard fox news or podcasters there's all these kind of murky channels that look really professional i don't know who this lady is uh, lisa haven um, but it was pretty reflective of, of other things that people are talking about where they mention that woke thing and sort of saying you know oh look look this is what happened when you when you go woke and you don't want to hire white 50 year olds, you know, you you don't, you don't abide by meritocracy. you you hire by diversity and all that bullshit. And there's this like real absolute gleefulness about it. Like they're real happy that it proved that, you know, not hiring white, white, old white dudes would kill you in the submarine. But then they also want to say how, what we're talking about on Twitter about how the left was like, you know, loving it and hoping that'll die. So it's this kind of, we are happy that this happened, but also the left is happy too and they're worse than us, mm. um, which I, I think is kind of an interesting one. Like these days everyone's just trying to look to see if their side is right in and, and this kind of, you know, Donald Trump versus everyone else world that we're in. It's just like, what you know, and it happens every time there's a mass shooter. Everyone's clamoring to, to make it out that he was either left or, or right wing. And like both sides do it. Like as soon as, as soon as you hear of an active shooter, I'm, I'm sure all of us on the left go, "Ah, oh, it's probably some crazy racist." Uh, whereas on the right, they're already tweeting, finding fake pictures of them being a trans person or whatever. So there's a, you know, and, and that's this is a, I think one of those examples in a in a different way.
1: Yeah, I mean, I th- I think that um just before you cancel yourself, Robo, I don't no. think that's, I don't think that's quite a, like it's not an equivalence there.
2: I'm not saying, I'm certainly not saying it's equivalent. But I'm saying both sides do it quite differently. Yeah. I, I, I don't think what the the chuds on the right are doing is is good or equivalent in any stretch. Yeah. Right. But both sides absolutely are guilty of doing it and, and I think to to say that they're not is, is disingenuous.
1: Alright. Well thank you for giving me the perfect <laughs> ammunition to edit around to make you sound like you are saying that. Um oh I came across one of these guys, like, like you're saying, one of these, they've just come out of, they just come out of nowhere. It's like some commentator, Joey Maniano. Mm. And yeah, he had, he had some stupid take. It was just a go, won't get sunk sort of take. Mm. But I, I, was, I was like, who is this guy? Where's he come from? Cause it, it is just these Twitter accounts. Mm. And I looked him up and there was like a YouTube account for like the singer Joey Maniano. I was like, "Oh, that's unfortunate for him." And then it was the same guy, and he's got like right. all of it. has got him doing all these show tunes like eleven years ago on YouTube, and I just could not be bothered to find like where he'd gone wrong.
2: <laughs> yeah, there's, there's at this point, like uh, it's it's I don't know. It's fun to, to unpack them, but man, if you if you try and unpack all of them, mm, it's too uh, much, too many, too many. All right. I um I had a, a thing saved and I can't find it about Joe Biden. Um, saying like a quote, and I, I've clicked on the link that I saved, and it's, that quote isn't there. But apparently, he said, uh, "We're sad. We're very sad they're dead. Even if that's true." Oh, that Mandela affected you? Yeah, and now I'm like, where did I get that quote from? Because I, I think it was just a classic. I, I'm I'm googling it now, and I can't find it.
1: Oh, they fully Mandela'd you, mate? Uh, all right, let's skip that. Skip over this one. I guess just one final thing about like the media coverage the th- mm. the thing that makes me think that i might be a little bit right about them wanting another bite of the the cave apple mm. is the way that they reacted when it came out that the navy had sort of known from quite like someone had known oh that noise we heard was the thing. <laughs> yeah
2: i think there's two noises and 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 they coincided with them getting losing their um Coms,
1: Lose, yeah, losing the signal.
2: And being at a depth where that should happen. Where where that was probably going to happen.
1: Yeah, and cuz the thing that like made people think that oh, there might be some hope is they're like, "Oh, we've reported, we've heard banging noises every 30 minutes." That's what that's what was reported. And yeah. it's like, "Well, I think the someone who heard about those banging noises probably could have told you. If they're sending some sort of message by banging, they're not going to do it every 30 minutes. Mm. It's far more likely that it's just something banging. It's like some debris mm. banging against something. So th- there was this sort of put-outness on the part of the media, though. I saw some st- comments that along the lines of, like, wh- who knew what and when? Yeah. And why didn't they tell us? Why did they, ma- why did they give us hope? It's like, well, you were still going to cover it if there was no hope. That they put a timer on for when the oxygen was going to run
2: out. So, yeah, multiple media outlets, like, and re- seemingly normal mainstream outlets were had a timer going. Yeah, that's weird. That's, I think, that's getting your your media snout too deep into that trough.
1: Yeah, it was also sort of weird because it's like, I, like I was saying, I think that there was an a feeling that a billionaire will get rescued. Mm. There's a, and there were those, like, rescue submarine guys that came in, like, if they'll let us do it, we can rescue them. It's like, no, you can't. But <laughs> <laughs> when they put those timers on, like, the, the timer was off anyway. They're like, this is when they're going to run out of air. Well, it's like, it doesn't matter when they run out of air. They're in a sub- <laughs> submarine. you got to get them up. It's going gonna, it's gonna to take you, like, so many hours to get them to a point where you can pop the... The cap on that thing. Yes, yes. So, yeah, all a little macabre. Do we want to talk about some cooked stuff? Yeah, let's get cooked. Let's get even more cooked than putting a timer for when someone's oxygen <laughs> runs out.
2: <laughs> Which is pretty damn cooked. Uh, I watched this podcast or watched and listened to this podcast called The Edge of Wonder. Ooh. And they these seem, people seem to have a, a bit of a universe happening. And I, I, again, five years ago, it probably would have been significant to discover something like this. Now it's just, like, another channel on Rumble and probably on Kick or something. You know, like, it's mm. just one of, like, a whole sphere. Um, they seem to be, like, reasonably normal, probably guys in their 20s that that don't, you know, they're not immediately, like, the, the, the quality is really good. They, they seem to be pretty coherent when they're talking. Uh, but there's a lot of remote viewing going on. Um, they also... So their their whole theory was, and I'll get into the remote viewing stuff in a second. But their theory, main theory, was that this was a cover up, uh, and it was it might have happened. uh, Hunter Biden's laptop. Oh yeah, Um, because that that did he get indicted or charged with something recently?
1: I I think he picked up a couple of charges over something. Yeah. Just as an aside, with Hunter Biden, did you see the like video came out of him smoking crack while he was driving over to Vegas? Yes. Yes. I, I, I saw two. Firstly, I was surprised when I clicked on this in R Conspiracy. Someone had, like, done a montage of, like, him smoking crack in the car and then there was a story about him driving, like, at 170 kilometres an hour and then there was some other picture that they'd put in. And it, the people on R Conspiracy were like, these photos are not from the same time. He was smoking crack in a car and he was driving ridiculously fast on separate occasions. They're trying to manipulate us. It's like, Okay. Sure, whatever. It's, it's,
2: what's the point of manipulating that?
1: But it's um, like when, you know, Hunter Biden thinks he's above the law when he's just filming himself smoking crack in a car. It's like, no, he just thinks he's on—he's high on crack.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: He doesn't think <laughs> he just, he's above the law.
2: He's well, not entering his mind at all.
1: When did it become, like, I wish Hunter S. Thompson was still alive so he could weigh in on the ethics of... Doing a bunch of drugs on the way to Vegas.
2: Well, that's the thing. Every one of these dudes, for some reason, they they view the outlaw seventies, sixties, and seventies. So people like Andres Thompson, they they all like really look up to to him and think that you know he's some like he would be on their side. Mm-hmm. And absolutely, um, you know, they they don't they don't see the I guess the the juxtaposition there of, and it was like. We talked about last week of uh, Alex Jones talking about his favourite, you know, metal bands or rock bands. And every one of them would be like, if they were modern rock bands, he'd hate them. Yeah. Uh, And every one of them has a a very, very murky past. And as he said, they've probably made a deal with the devil to get to the point (laughs) that they are. Um, So these these guys used to cover cover up Hunter Biden's laptop and also the government, uh, the media and the government, Through an opportunity to cover up a James O'Keefe video. Oh. You know, uh, Project Veritas, we've spoken a little bit about this over the years. Mm. Uh, So he, like, gets low-level people drunk and uses them, gets them drunk and then convinces them to say, you know, just banal things like, you know, I work for CNN and, yeah, we absolutely manipulate stories. Yeah. And And then edits them and then releases them as a big gotcha video. So he's released one recently. Um, but apparently he said the big bombshell, according to these guys, that he said that politicians can be bought if you have enough money.
1: Whoa. We need to bury this at the bottom of the ocean. If I was the Illuminati and I heard James O'Keefe was coming out with that, I think it's very important that we note. we have talked about this before, but I I think we should never mention James O'Keefe without mentioning that he split up with Project Veritas because yeah. he wanted to spend all of their money on producing musical theatre, specifically the music, about culture
2: wars. And the music video he did was amazing. I can't remember what it was. Um, what was it? That's, anyway, look up James O'Keefe's music video. Is it video. about Matt. oligarchy? That's right, oligarchy. I'm trying to Google it, but I'm getting all the, like, you know, it's obviously suppressed by the media Mm. As in the algorithms don't want people to see um, you know Google doesn't want to share his content so it's all sort of reactions to that but um, yeah uh, look it up I just can't believe that my face is on TV. Keith is suing Twitter for defamation. I down because they confronted a Yeah, the funny interesting thing about these guys. So these guys are uh, the whole one of their whole shticks is remote viewing and, and psychic stuff. Um, they're talking about Hunter Biden's laptop, talking about James O'Keefe, and it's being covered up and uh, with the media and the government are colluding. But this is a quote from them. Um it's not the massive conspiracy everyone thinks it is. It's just these things. So in their minds, Hunter Biden's laptop, the media, the government, James O'Keefe, it's not a conspiracy. Yeah. It's just, it's just kind of happening. And then there's another layer in their minds of like, oh, these cookers think this is a big conspiracy, not like us normal people. Uh, anyway, let's get to the remote viewing of the submarine where we yep. can psychic our way in. So they, they did get a couple of guests in um, from a different part of their, their media sphere, and they said they've not officially remote viewed it, but they've kind of got a vibe from it. Okay. Um, and, and it's not an official the, – the quote is, this is not official remote viewing data. I, so just keep that in mind. Yeah, no, um, unofficial remote viewing. Yep. Um, so they felt they were still alive. This is wh- so, like when that was still counting down.
1: Yeah, based on an unofficial vibe check. Yes.
2: Yep. Unofficial vibe check. Um, but a the, the lot of talk about how the ocean that like when ever they try to remote view into this submarine and anywhere underwater, even remote viewing into a shower, which is a little bit creepy. Don't use your remote viewing powers to be a creep. No. <laughs> Should be like in the, written in their rules. The the ocean has a karmic. Sense and a sadness to it, uh, so it's, it's pulling you down and, and pulling you down into the sadness, and it's really like hard to remote view into this. And and the water that has this coll- uh, the collective karmic memory, um, so it was difficult to do. But that's that's, that's so it.
1: that's so weird that the ocean has this deep karmic sadness, but that, that then extends to all water. Mm. Because like I, I can like the ocean, I can understand if the the ocean's quite big, ocean big. It's quite deep, deep. It's quite dark, indeed dark. And I could understand if ocean vibes were like pretty dense, too dense to cut through. Mm. But I, I I sort of don't quite see how that would extend to like not being able to watch Osama Bin Laden singing to his rubber ducky. Mm. in
2: the bathtub. Is that from Hot Shots? Does that happen on Hot Shots 2? Osama Bin Laden specifically? <laughs> oh, no, it was Saddam Hussein. There's a whole slapstick Saddam Hussein plotline in Hot Shots 2.
1: But not involving remote viewing, I hope. Uh,
2: no, no. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I guess if I'm thinking of, like, water vibes, mm. deep dark ocean, like where a submarine might have imploded, yeah, that's – the vibes on that are not great.
1: No. Uh,
2: if I'm thinking positive vibes of a shower, like imagine you've got an outdoor shower, you've just been for a swim in the ocean, you've run back and you just, you're just you outside, you're just basking in some glorious fresh water to rinse yourself clean. Mm. There's no way that if I was remote viewing that, those vibes are going to be bad. No. Actually, no, there's a lot of <laughs>
0: bad vibes in
2: that. <laughs> maybe, maybe when they're remote viewing into people's showers, the, the bad vibes they're getting are just this is a creepy thing to do.
1: Yeah. Like if the vibes are just coming off the water I I don't want to question the science here because obviously the science is settled on remote viewing. Yes. But yeah. I do feel I do feel like let's say that the the vibes carry through the water and water generally carries the ancestral vibes of itself. So mm-hmm. whether it's in the ocean or it's in the bathtub or in the shower or in the swimming pool. Jay, you couldn't you couldn't, bloody sneak a ticket to the Olympic swimming, could you?
2: No, you could not. Well, you could. You just have to – you would have to, like, be really stealing yourself for, for some positive – you know, you'd be really having to have that battle. The thing I is, do wonder, though, the amount of positivity that, that's present in Olympic Games because, you know, it's a, it's a very exciting time for everyone involved. True. That might overcome it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
1: But I, I just feel if we're saying the vibes are in the water – I think that everything is generally quite moist.
2: Yes. Like, everything's a, a little bit damp. Yes. This, said, is, you, this, this is the argument against the movie Signs, right? Hmm.
1: Have you seen this fact on Twitter that humans can't feel wet? It's like one of those, you know that show QI? Yes. You know how their Twitter account is always tweeting facts? Mm, this is like what that. this is one of the facts. Humans can't feel wetness; they can only feel changes in temperature and texture. And you know what I say to that? Yeah, that's true. No, fuck off! I can feel when things are wet.
2: I just touch them, and they're they're all soggy. No, you're feeling the coldness, though. No, that's what, that's what they want. If, if I can uh, feel wetness, Cam, can... you, Cam, get your sous vide out. Oh god, here we go. And and. Work out like take your temperature, your temperature, and then get your sous vide out and get it up to that temperature, because the, the sous vide, you know it holds a stable temperature for ages. Put your finger in and and close your eyes, or get close your eyes. Get someone to to like lift it up to your finger and see if you can sense when it's when your fingers in it. That makes sense, right?
1: Yeah, it makes sense. I know what you're trying to say. Yeah, try I that. I would put my finger in it. I'd be like, "That's damp. That's quite damp. That's water."
2: Only one way to find out, buddy. Yeah, all right, maybe I will. Anyway, where were we going with this? Uh, remote viewing. I've got some more remote viewing gear. Are you ready please, for
1: this? Please give me more.
2: So they uh, were talking about other things they remote viewed with bad vibes, mm-hmm. and one of them was the Black Knight satellite. Oh yeah, which we talked about years ago. Hmm. Which is um, a bit of space debris that was photographed once. I think it might have been like a live stream of the uh, the space station, or there's a you know a photo of some debris in the sky, and people believe that it's a, a satellite that is um, you know mystical or alien-like and not piloted by humans, and it's just out there, and uh, you know it's watching us. Um. And every time this lady remote views the Black Knight satellite, um, giant ants showed up in her house. Giant ants. Uh, she wanted to make clear that they showed up astrally. Oh, okay. Just to make that clear, which uh, I was a little bit panicky, like, ah, which that's just The Simpsons, right? Yes. The episode of The Simpsons in Space. We welcome our uh, ant overlords or whatever that quote is. Yeah. Um, she's just putting your remote viewed into frinkyact.com. Yeah. <laughs> um anyway, that that was uh oh, I deleted their name. Uh that's the pod, from the podcast Edge of Wonder. They may have a few adjacent name podcasts. I'm I'm probably gonna dip back into these these guys because yeah, pretty interesting. And just their production values, and as I said, like did not make them seem crazy cooked on how it was. They could have been just about to start talking about you know the new video game. The new video game. Yeah. The new Nintendo. Yeah. Um, And then they just started getting into this stuff.
1: I did see some commentary around the general concept of psychics, which was there was not a lot of psychic content being generated around this submersible. Right. Uh, And they're like, you know, back in the day when something happened, you'd have like the people coming out of the woodwork. Mm. But I think that I saw saw the content. (laughs) I I, th- I saw uh, some some tarot content and like the general fortune telling gear on YouTube. Like, there's there's a whole ecosystem out there if you go looking for it. But yeah. I think it was one of those things where it's like if you want to start making predictions about these people, well, you're going to be proven wrong or proven correct <laughs> in short order. So like,
2: I don't uh, yeah, you. <laughs> <laughs> Well, like, I don't, you mean like you, you wouldn't want to touch that kind of thing because it's going to blow up in your face really quickly. There is a literal timer for it. Yeah. But when you, when people are saying, oh, there's not a lot of psychic gear, um, just as you're talking, a cursory search on the internet, <laughs> there is lots of it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, lots of it. Um, I just literally just pulled up one that's got thousands of views.
1: Because there's. Literally, for anything that happens, there is psychic gear for it. It's just I think that these people were sort of imagining, I don't know, someone goes missing and the the psychic shows up on the evening news. They, they were thinking of a different time. I think, actually, they were hearkening back to a, a bygone era when there was way less psychic gear. It might have just
2: been that you were exposed to it. Yeah, yeah. I think... As we talked about now, the the media landscape is so so vast because everyone's creating high definition YouTube content or Rumble content or Kick content. You know, so it's there are all these big things. So it's just the the jagged the point. You know, it's it's like standing on a rock on the street. If it's a gravel road, it's not going to hurt so much. But if it's just one rock on a smooth road, you're going to notice it. That's psychic content. <laughs>
1: Well, well, well. Um, uh, so in terms of other conspiracy gear, I did see some, I don't know, it was less cover-up and more like SEO cover-up. Mm-hmm. I, I, there was a lot of like low effort gear for this. I think because it didn't last too long. It didn't like give you a huge opportunity to like really
2: build law around it. So, But the, isn't, isn't everything kind of low effort now? Yeah, yeah. With the law building, other than, like, the QAnon JFK people. Everyone is just coasting on the surface of, you know, Biden laptop, uh, Trump saving the world kind of stuff, and that's it.
1: Yeah. The one that I saw that maybe went, like, an extra level was, uh, if you recall, we did an episode about the original Titanic some years ago, and one of the theories about that was that uh, there were a bunch of guys on the boat... Who were opposed to setting up a Federal Reserve in the United States. And mm. so JP Morgan, who I think owned the Titanic.
2: Yeah, someone that or fund it or whatever. Yeah.
1: Yeah. The, JP Morgan, the guy, not the not just the company. Uh, he was like, you know, two birds, one stone. I can take out because he wanted a Federal Reserve. I'll take out yeah. my Federal Reserve enemies, and at the same time, I'm going to make a killing on the insurance payout. And so the theory then goes about the Titan submersible is that now when you Google billionaire sub <laughs> Billionaire's Titanic, you're not going to get all of this information about J.P. Morgan being behind the sinking of the original mm-hmm. Titanic to take out the Federal Reserve enemies. You'll just get this bloody goose. It's the Disney on ice
2: thing all over again.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, it just seems like, too much effort to go to for SEO manipulation. Like, you could start a bunch of little blogs and skew the Google results.
2: Yeah, and also at this point, no one really cares. Yeah. JP Morgan, the company, not the guy, has got enough money for it not to be an issue for them at all, and it isn't because they continue getting all that money.
1: Also, it happened 100,000 years ago. Mm. Like, Mm. what... What consequence is there? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I on one level I found that slightly more effort, but on another level I found it very low effort.
2: And there were there were things like the um one of the ladies on there, her grandma and granddad were on the Titanic. They were the old couple in the movie. Was that true? <laughs> yeah, I think it was, yeah. Mm. And and so this is the podcast that I, I the psychic guys they kind of talked. Oh, maybe it's a different podcast. To listen to, you know, someone who, like I was listening to unpacking all these coincidences, but it was just proving that intergenerational wealth continues to be fortunate, yeah, ex- and people that exists. people that had rich rich families are still rich. I saw so little coverage of this that
1: it annoyed me. Uh, one mm. of the, the the billionaire who was on there. He was on the the board of SETI, the Search for Extraterrestrial Intelligence. Really? Yeah.
2: That's pretty good. It's like, there, there's your conspiracy. They had, what did he know? Yeah, what's he found? That's that's the right gear. But, we um, need, <laughs> You know how we talked about, like, government agencies need to start engaging us to advise them on what to call things and not to call things? Mm. You know, don't call it the Freemason, don't call it the Q whatever institute. Yeah. Um, cookers now need to start engaging us for new angles on their conspiracies. Yeah, because <laughs> they uh, just—they're just, they're missing some really good ones.
1: I think maybe the lowest effort thing I saw was uh, here's a quote. My take: the WEF wants an international regulation on deep sea diving to change maritime laws. Another step towards one world government. Yeah. Right. <laughs> It just—it really reminded me of when we got locked down here in Victoria, and it's mm. like the 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 World Economic Forum—they're they're locking down Victoria. This is the the first step towards the One World Government. They're going to start it in Victoria. It's like, all right, we're going to—they're going to start regulating deep sea diving, and then yeah, you know, we're—it's a slippery slope from there. Mm. <laughs>
2: yeah, you never know. This is how it starts.
1: Well, once you accept regulations on deep sea diving. Which also I think there already are. Cause wasn't the point uh, of these guys that they were like not bother <laughs> we we don't
0: care yeah. about
2: regulation? I think that like the the kind of community around these kinds of submarines, and I saw a few different people saying this, it's it's a very small community. So if you go to a a convention for like, you know, private submersible craft Hmm. You'll meet James Cameron, because he's at all them. Yeah. Just being a guy that's into it. So uh, the regulations that they keep as a community, I think it's almost self regulating because once you're out in the ocean, hmm. all bets are off. Yeah, well Um yeah.
1: Even if even if you're in even if if you're not in international waters, when you're at that depth there's no law. Yeah, absolutely. You can do whatever you want. No law, but
2: apparently the laws of physics. <laughs> the laws of it's pretty. they're pretty crucial. They're the, the only laws that you need to really worry about. And Meanwhile, that, yeah. Meanwhile, those billionaires
1: faked their death to disappear into their underground bunkers in anticipation of a global nuclear war. And I guess that was the other sort of thing that I saw popping up around this is, oh, obviously they've faked their death.
2: Yeah. If I was a billionaire that no one had ever heard of... I wouldn't fake my death that publicly.
1: Yeah, it did seem to me like there could be subtler ways to fake your death, uh, and there was never—I never saw anyone sort of explain why they thought it had to be done
2: like this, unless the the kind of usual gear on that is it's a ritual, a sacrificial mm-hmm. ritual, or a, you know they needed to do it as a—it's a wink to to us. I think. Um,
1: I mean, some of the people I saw talking about them faking their death were, I guess, more on the normal side of conservatism, as normal as it can be. Mm. And it's, But it's one of those things where it's like, oh, there's so much crossover into the not normal.
2: Yeah. yeah they, it's they, like, they,
1: if, you, if you're a billionaire and you want to fake your death, you just have to get on a boat and let the boat drift around and get on another boat and go. And they find your boat and there's no one on it. They're like, well, they fell off.
2: I mean, remember um, Olivia Newton-John's boyfriend mm. who very obviously faked his death and there's just no consequences? Yeah. Because <laughs> he just disappeared and, and like, lived, stayed in Mexico. What are you going to do about it? not even cut guess? his toe off. <laughs> no. At least cut your toe off. Uh, I've got a little bit more gear on this. Mm-hmm. Right on me. Remember the guy? I was, I can't remember what he was talking about, but he he was, it was during the boycott episode and he was like, Oh, was it Lego? Yeah, it was Lego. And he's like, You know, is, is Lego a public, Lego isn't a publicly traded company, but if they did, I'd short their stock. And then he spent 10 minutes explaining what shorting stock meant. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've watched a bit more of his content and he's so lame. Uh, he's called Press for Truth and he's on Video, which is where, um, Alex Jones hosts Elizabeth's, Um, so he's in the Alex Jones sphere. Um, He was making a lot of really bad points about this, really just a a, a stupid, stupid man. Um, And one of his main points was why did one billionaire pull out after he'd already paid his deposit? Why would anyone do that? His official reason was safety issues, but why would he do it? Mm. And it's, it's like, oh my god, it's it's safety issues. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to die at the bottom of the ocean. <laughs> but in this guy's mind, that's that's part of a wider conspiracy. I'm not even sure what he's trying to get at. Mm. This guy is so bewildering to me. I'm going to watch a lot of the content. Uh, the only other thing I saw was Alex Jones saying that he wasn't sure what to say. He was trying to twist James Cameron's words on it because James Cameron said something like, you know, there might be more to this or something. And he's and then Alex Jones says, oh, I'm just quoting. James Cameron, when people say, oh, Jones says it was all fake, and it didn't make sense what he was trying to say, but he was saying he's being mobbed in restaurants and on the beach. He was stopped five times and walking on the beach. Uh, and, and, you know, what's happening with the submarine? Five times on the beach. If I've got some advice for Alex Jones, it's, it's usually money to find a quieter beach. Mm. If you've got five different people coming up to you about the singular issue on the beach, it's too many people. You can find a more elite beach, Alex Jones. Absolutely, you don't is, be he's up there
1: in the morning. He's a man of the people.
2: Yeah, if you've, <laughs> if you've ever seen video of the people getting too close to Alex Jones and trying to chat to him, you see his absolute disdain for the people. <laughs>
1: yeah. But the the problem is, if you go to a tour beach, you end up on the body beach
2: that turns you old. Oh, you don't want to go to Old Beach. You don't of that. I well, really enjoyed the Old Beach movie. Yeah, I didn't mind the Old Beach movie. It, some of it was bleedingly obvious, but I—I yeah. I don't know if that's the point of a Shyamalan movie. Because the ones that I've seen that are like that, and everyone says, "Oh, it's so bad," i really enjoyed. Yeah,
1: it's a shame. Soldier's not here to share his cooked M Night Shyamalan opinions. Uh, no, the Old Beach movie was good. You know, I'll say this: this is like getting very chewy areas. Mm. Uh if you're going to do a movie about a beach that makes you old, like, mm-hmm. he, he did it. He did it. He done did it. He smashed it. They got on the beach and they got old. And there was that one bit where, the like, that's what would happen if you are on a beach that made you old. Mm, yeah, some of the things
2: didn't really make a lot of sense. No.
1: Yeah. Okay, in terms of what happened on the beach that makes you old, mm. if you were on a beach that made you old, that's what would happen. Some of mm. the stuff that happened at the resort next to the beach that made you old... I was like, Emil Shemilan, you're pushing my credulity. Mm, okay. But if I was on a beach that made me old and all of that stuff that happened on the beach happened, I'd be like, that's that's life in the big city, mate. That's that's how it would go.
2: Life in an old beach. Yeah. All right. Uh, time for the news. Yeah, there's quite a bit of news, so let's just whip through it.
1: All right. Item number one, Jason Jesse skateboard Nazi vid suddenly bumped to the top of algorithms. What yeah, yeah. The Jason, JC Skateboard Nazi vid, is this the skateboard video that has the Wugazi track on it?
2: No, unrelated to the Wugazi skateboard video. This isn't that interesting given how much news I've added since then, which is way more interesting. But I, I guess it's, we talked about, remember I talked about the um, Harmony Corinne video that was always at the top of my fucking YouTube? Yeah, you got Harmony Corinne on Letterman or whatever, right? Um There's some chatter in the skateboard community this this week, just in the last week, where there's a video from like three or four years ago about famous uh, celebrity skateboarder, Jason Jesse, who was a straight up Nazi, like, you know, iron crosses, uh, swastikas, in a in a literal Nazi band with literal Nazi lyrics. Yeah. Um, and a, a sort of video that someone did just kind of unpacking all of that. It's a really interesting video, uh, really fun. Uh, you know, it's presented with a bit of comedy, but also like this guy is an absolute Nazi and anyone in the skateboard community that supports him, like get fucked. Uh, and it was a few years ago. And then this week suddenly it ended up on everyone. Anyone that was engaging with skateboard content was at the top of their algorithm on YouTube. And everyone like was reading a couple of forums, everyone's like, why is this video back? And everyone's like, yeah, I saw it too. Just a, a random quirk of the algorithm. You spat it to the top again. Uh, next item Tur- this
1: is from the Singular Fourteen Society or fo- the Singular in Society. Mm. Tourist photographs long shadow moving underwater in a Loch Ness. Is this a, f- is a photograph creepy
2: cam territory? Oh, no, I had a different theme song. Oh, I forgot I was going to do the theme song for this. All uh, right. No, hit me with the theme song. No, it was, I had to get the rhythms right. Did I write it down? I didn't. It was rhythmically confusing. <laughs> this is a fact. All right. Next time we have a Loch Ness story, I'll have a theme song ready to go. Um, anyway, um, so this uh, this is an official Loch Ness sighting per the Loch Ness Monster uh, Register. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't the official Loch Ness Monster Sightings Register in 2023. Uh, Cam, are you looking at the photo? I am. Yeah, cool. So there's a quote from the person that took the photo. Um who I think we should note is Etienne Camel. Yes, Etienne Camel. Etienne,
1: uh, Etienne and Elian Camel, yep. yep.
2: Uh, he says, it was quite strange. I'm a man of science, so I never believe that the Loch Ness Monster is a prehistoric animal. But when I was taking a picture, I saw this long, long shadow. I called my wife over and we saw the shadow move. I thought maybe it was a cloud, but there were were none. I'm not going to read the rest of the quote, Cam, because I want you to scroll up and make sure you're looking at the photo again. Yeah, looking right at it. Uh, I think you'll note if you look at the hills in the background Mm -hmm. and the sky in the background. Yep. There's lots of clouds. There are lots of clouds. (laughs) And lots of very similar shadows on the hills. Yep. And I'll just read his quote again. Uh, I thought maybe it was a cloud, but there was none. Yeah.
1: Mm. Hmm. I think... Campbell may have confused himself a little bit there. It's a Very cloudy day.
2: Yeah, yeah. I'm going to call this one debunked. Yeah, yeah Cam, get the debunked thing over the top of it. Myth busted. Myth busted. All that right, that can be our thing. Uh, you've got a video here. Happy birthday, Elon Musk. Oh, Elon Musk has been. Um, there's a, a hard seltzer brand called Hard Happy Dad. Mm. It has some real like creepy, creepy uh, Instagram videos, like sexual stuff. Um, And it's a hard seltzer brand in America where Elon Musk has been on a podcast with the guys that started it and uh, he's now promoting it. I think Donald Trump was promoting it. Um, Weirdly, Snoop Dogg and Death Row Records were promoting it as well. So I don't know what Snoop's official opinion on is it now that it's become the alt-right brand Mm -hmm. of hard seltzer, but um, just another dumb thing that exists really.
1: Yeah. And it's like, yeah, good work getting Elon Musk on board. Famously the world's worst dad. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> somehow i don't think that matters to to these uh hard seltzer world people no that's the hard seltzer industry for you it is the hard hard seltzer um ad complaints i read a lot of alcohol ad complaints um and the hard seltzer ones over summertime were fucking entertaining um, like all the instagram stuff uh yeah really entertaining anyway
1: uh and just finally uh there's riots in france and uh yeah <laughs> There's a lot of misinformation about them. But, like, some of this is, like, people posting pictures from, like, Fast and the Furious movies.
2: Yeah, yeah. So there's been some footage around of people throwing cars out of buildings, um, which uh, is from Fast and Furious 8. Yeah. <laughs> which uh, re- re-watched a lot of the Fast and Furious uh, in the last week. Mm-hmm. Um, 4, 5, six, just an absolute banger of a run of movies. If I were to just watch
1: those, do I not need to have seen one, two, three?
2: Yeah, I think to be honest, you're you're one hundred percent best starting at the start. One, two, three, great. and and they do set up the whole universe. And you will get hooked if you if you start. you'll you'll be googling and wikiing timelines. you would be trying to unpack why Tokyo Drift happened third in the series, but it's actually the seventh movie in the timeline. Uh, and all the things that are set up in between
1: all right I'll keep that in mind well let's wrap yep. this up uh, Robo there was one thing about the Titanic that I uh, I wanted to mention oh no uh, if you go on Twitter and if the search function is working again uh, look up the account yesterday's print and do a search on that account for April nineteen twelve and there's just an amazing run of uh, newspaper headlines from when the original Titanic sank that is. Well, worth checking out and (laughs) does sort of um, put the lie to the idea that uh, today's youth are like uniquely callous when it comes to rich people dying around the region of the Titanic because they were letting them have it. Mm. Mm. And the old newspaper headlines, a lot of and a lot of like poets catching strays as well. Poets. There's there's a lot of headlines bemoaning like all of the material that poets had been given. (laughs) <laughs> by the
2: sinking of this boat. It's like, what did the poets ever do? We yeah. we thought we, we thought we left poetry behind once we got into the twentieth century and you're just gonna come back for all this. And they, that was even pre World War One when let's face it, poetry's came out of the poets came out of the woodwork for that too. Yeah. Well, Robo,
1: that's our show. Uh if people want to find us, where can they find you, Maddie?
2: Uh 10 Lindhurst Street, short your brewing. Just stops yourself, idiot. Yeah, um I'm on Blue Sky. Don't follow me on Blue Sky. Yeah, who got you on to Blue you Sky, can. by the way? Oh, thank you for getting me a Blue Sky invite. Yeah, no worries. How long does it take to you get invite codes? Like two weeks. Okay, cool. Alright. Uh, Blue uh, Sky's pretty good. Where you, do they find you? You can find me on Blue Sky.
1: Same same name as everywhere, Sexton Homer. Uh you can find us on Twitter at Hypothopod. And you can find us on Patreon. Thank you to Tammy, our cooked $33 sponsor. Thank you. All right, folks. See you later. Bye.
0: Don't worry about a thing, except if all our world leaders are alien reptilians. Contains mind altering drugs. Don't worry about a thing except whether or not Port Arthur was a false flag operation in which to disarm Australia. I said, Don't worry about a thing. I accept. You can definitely hear John Lennon say, I buried Paul at the end of Strawberry Fields forever. Don't worry. not only did Bush do 9-11, but he also keeps the planes out in Area 51, which, let's not forget where all the aliens are. Don't worry about a thing, except Donald Trump is clearly a woman and you're just blind if you can't see them. Why don't you open your eyes?